Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm scared. Yeah, what's going on, guys? It's your boy TJ Barry, and I am sad. Oh man, <laughs> bummer, guys. Uh, I am Nick, and this game was a very—it uh, felt like a reflection because I too am a scared little boy. So, uh, yeah. And I'm uh, uh, I'm just a man of casa. And uh. <laughs> Whoa, Amanda. Amanda Ficasta wasn't able to join us today because she is a poopy head. Yes, she she is hard at work and could not join us for the fun video game chat. So This is why um, you gotta donate to us, guys, so we don't have to work regular jobs. So she exactly. can never miss an episode again. Again. In her honor, I chose not to play the game so that I could be the peanut gallery. <laughs> uh, we always need a peanut. So basically if Palazzo and I have different opinions, there's so gonna be a to problem. To decide. <laughs> then it will bring you back to me. Then our live studio audience gets to vote on the verdict. Yeah, our live um, socially distanced audience. Yeah. What you guys don't know is that we have about what is it? I mean, we had to cut capacity because COVID, but we have what 150 people here live every week. They're just very respectful and incredibly quiet. Yeah, yeah. And we're in a giant like facility, so we could have more and have it socially distant. So if we want to double it next week, we can. Yeah, we probably yeah. shouldn't pay so much money to have such a big space with such little people. Yeah, yeah. How many more weeks before this show just becomes a full just bit comedy show (laughs) and we we just give a really quick one sentence review at the The end? The intro gets longer and longer until it hits 60 minutes. Just have like a laugh track and stuff. It'd be great. Just a podcast Um, sitcom. In case you couldn't tell, which I would not be surprised if you couldn't, we're talking about The Binding of Isaac this week. Yay! Binding of Isaac is a roguelike, uh, not like horror game, but like grotesque game, I guess. Um, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Made by, I believe it's a single developer. I could be very wrong there. Do you guys know? If not, then it's led by one guy. I think The Super Meat story. Boy guy or guys. Yeah. I think it's led hmm. by one dude. Okay. Well, yeah. And I know very little about this game, but some of the stories I was discussing with uh, Palazzo right before we recorded. But yeah, it's a roguelike game where you play as a scared little, I believe, naked boy uh, yes. trying to survive. And lots of gross things are trying to kill you. Very much naked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't play it, but uh, I believe TJ and Palazzo have played it, I think, both to completion. I think both on PlayStation. Is I have right? not played it to completion because this game is Ooh. very hard, but I know a lot about it. <laughs> uh I played it on PC actually because I'm a PC oh. gamer now. Yeah, no, it was five bucks on PC. So Palazzo has ascended. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of PC games lately. My computer and I have gotten very friendly with each other. But I'd love to see it. Um, I I don't exactly know the definition of how this game is supposed to end. End. I saw credits, so okay. <laughs> I'm assuming if it's like Hades, I got a ending. I got one ending. So gotcha, gotcha. I are, fought the heart, TJ. They're very much alt, uh, alternate endings. Okay, so I've got I got one of them. We can talk about that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sweet. 
Um, so why don't we open with... I'd love to hear, like, a little bit more, I guess, grounding description for the game. Because I'm still not fully sure what, like, the the aim is. I know it's a roguelike, like, basically bullet hell, but what are you doing? Like, who is this little boy? Like, what's the premise of the game? The premise of the game is loosely based on, um, the actual Bible story of Isaac, where... Okay. uh Um... For those of you who aren't familiar with the Bible, there's basically a story. Um, I can't remember the dude's name, but like his dad basically got a message from God and was like, "Oh Jesus, uh, not Jesus, not Jesus, <laughs> not the dude." I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm being an asshole. <laughs> but I'm he sorry, got a he continue. got a message from um, God, and he was like, "God will do anything for you." And God's like, "Oh word, I need you to sacrifice your son Isaac for me." And mm-hmm. he was just like, "Okay." So he like takes him up to the altar oh, to be Abraham. sacrificed. That's Abraham. Abraham, yeah. And Linger? then God, and then God was like, "No, no, no! I was just playing. Uh, sacrifice this sheep instead." But um, shouts out. So basically, that's kind of what this story is kind of about. Basically, Isaac's mother is super religious, and like she gets messages from god that she thinks that she needs to sacrifice her son so she like locks him in his room he tries to escape so she instead like throws him in the basement and is uh, is gonna kill him so his whole thing is to like escape that and to defeat her i see okay yeah because what i was just talking to palazzo about is um and i wish i had a source for this because this is literally probably like two years ago but i remember watching something once where they were talking about the game and supposedly, like, the game or, like, the the enemy design or something like that is it kind of partially informed by, like, uh, the guy who made it, like, his childhood fears or something like that. Do you know anything about that, TJ? I don't know. Am I insane? I, I mean, mean, that it, sounds it right because yeah, right. all the enemies are, like, weird, deformed worms and... Uh... I, I don't know. Weird. It's a lot of like crap. bodily That's fluid a lot of bosses, super, like, right? Grotesque stuff in there, like super grotesque. Yeah. yeah, a lot of blood and gore and guts and stuff like that. I'm not. I haven't caught up with my Bible lore lately, so I apologize for that. <laughs> the but, updated, uh, the, the new issues. Yeah, there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of references in there too. There's like Mary Magdalene, I think, is in there. Yeah, like and almost other things. I want to say, aside from like two or three characters they're all named after somebody in the bible because there's like magdalene there's um obviously his name is isaac there's esau um there's a bunch of people in there there's there's literally like with repentance you there's a bunch of characters that you can unlock and that's true I, we didn't even mention that for people that are listening. Um, I played the base game, but that's all I played. I didn't play any of the DLC or anything. I played the 2011 vanilla game. And I'm guessing, TJ, you got to play the brand new expansion, right? I didn't get to play the expansion. Only And the only reason I didn't do that is because um, we can get into it. But so a while ago, they made Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is basically like a remastered version of the original game mm-hmm. with extra DLC. Um, and then people loved that. They like went crazy for it. Eventually they loved it so much that some people made a mod called, um, afterbirth. Um, mm. and then, Oh, it's but, a mod. Well, no, no, no. Afterbirth is a mod, but, um, the new one that just came out is repentance and repentance is basically like the developer was like, yo, this is a cool mod. I'm going to use this and, like, put it into the actual oh. game. So Repentance is just, like, that mod, but, like, an official form. Interesting. Cool. 
I wonder how that shook out between the guy who made the mod and the creators. I'm sure they, I'm sure they had like some kind of agreement or whatever. Yeah, Ooh, that's. It. I kind of wish I knew more about that so we could talk about it for a minute or two. But that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I had no idea. Mod. That's awesome. What's uh, what's in that mod? I guess yeah. For for people who are considering jumping into the game now, they're probably looking at these newer additions. What's uh, uh what's kind of been updated here? Don't kill me. I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure they added modes like greed and greedier. Um, some heavier mods. They added a couple of characters, a bunch of new items. Yeah. Because the, the thing about this game is there, are, I think there are, um, let me see. Um, with Repentance, there are 24 characters you can play. Woo. Wow. Between like 24 and like 32. Um, but like half I didn't those, know you could even play as other characters. Yeah, I got like five. <laughs> yeah, what happens is like as you continue to play and there's like, very niche things that you can do. Um, you can unlock more characters and do more things. Some of it is by beating the game. Some of them are by like dying in certain places or dying in certain ways or using certain characters mm. or getting certain items or dying somewhere with a certain item. Like the cool thing about it is like the developer took a lot of like feedback from um, like the people and like just threw a bunch of stuff into it to make you want to play it over and over again. Yeah, That's well, the characters—it's a very dumbed-down version of the different weapons in Hades, I guess, where they do different things. Not to like a great extent, but they—you have your own strats, I guess, with the different characters. Yeah, um, like thing. shooting patterns and and that sort of thing. right. It's it's very dumbed down from yeah, what I just like described. Shooting but. patterns. There's some weapons that are stronger. There's some weapons that give you some items that give you more health. Some right. of them that help you find certain rooms or like certain objects. Different it's keys. Su- it sounds to me like it's almost a little bit of a mix of like Cuphead upgrades and uh, a little bit of like some of the Hollow Knight items you could equip, like that sort of thing. But as characters, it's more. Yeah, but like, it's not even just the characters because like they also just come with items itself. Um, I guess we're like very cool okay. in the gameplay. So, mm-hmm. like, the thing about this game is, um, as you play it, obviously there are, and like most roguelikes and stuff like that, there's a store where you can buy items, right? Yes. And then, like, it's always randomized. In the game, you get coins, and, like, you have, like, X amount of hearts that you start off with. But, like, you can buy new items. You can buy new weapons. There are also weapons that you can find. There are rooms that spawn in the game. So, you can either get a devil room or an angel room. If you get, like, a mm-hmm. devil room, you can make a deal with the devil, and usually what happens is it'll take, like, some of your health or, like, some kind of, like, detriment to your character itself, like, and then it'll give you, like, this cool power-up. Like, some of them will be, like, an auto-shooting weapon or, like, a weapon that, like, one-taps things, things of that nature, or, like, you'll be able to fly, or there's just so many different, like, things that you can unlock and use. Like, it's crazy. And then, like, wow. each of the characters that you get also, well, most of them also have their own, like, they'll spawn their own kind of, like, start with their own kind of weapons instead. And then, like, some of them trade health. And there's, like, different kinds of hearts because you can have a regular heart or you can have, like, a ghost heart, which doesn't, like, um, you can't heal ghost hearts. Once they're done, they're gone and, like, stuff like that. And um, I was telling John this off screen before we started recording, but it is very inspired by 2D Zelda games. In terms of like dungeon layout and going from room to room, you have bombs as an item that you could use to blow up rocks and stuff yeah. to access chests, which you need keys for. 
um, which, I mean, you find keys in other rooms as well. You're clearing out entire areas of the dungeon before you move on to the boss, which by then hopefully you have different items that help you tackle that boss of each level of the game. Um, It just, you know, the top-down aspect of the game is very, very Zelda-inspired. So I don't know if that's what the dev was going for when they made this game but um those are the vibes that i got from it and i i love 2d zelda so i enjoyed that aspect of it quite a bit yeah i could feel that i've never played the 2d zeldas but like they're fun you gotta some of them are so good link's awakening yeah pass get your hands i bought uh this is a tangent but i bought uh, a new 2ds xl whatever just so i could play uh some of the old zeldas and they had one that was like a Hylian Shield, uh, and it came with Link Between Worlds, which is a phenomenal game. I want to go back and play those old games too. Oh, I've only man, played Link's we Awakening. Do a Zelda, like, period of time here on the show. Well, Skyward Sword's coming out in July. I'm gonna get it whether we review it or not because I've never played it, and Zelda's like one of my favorite series, so I really want to play a lot more of them. Anyway, complete tangent. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but it, in that vein, yeah, like I, I'm a little curious now. So what's the deal with these additional characters? Who are they? Like, you know, how does that manifest like in the game? Um, so some of it is just like weird. Like mm-hmm. some of them are just like just straight up characters that you happen to unlock. Some of them uh pertain to the story in a way. Like the character Magdalene, um, is obviously she is the name of like the the famous Ma- uh, Mary Magdalene from Mary the Bible, Magdalene, yeah. but um, also like if, if but if you look at her, she's just like Isaac with a wig on, and then at like um, <laughs> at some point, like if if you catch one of the endings, if you look at like the wall and stuff, there's like pictures, and like one of them is like Isaac forced into a wig and things like that. Um, there's like a character that you can unlock that um people have nicknamed the Blue Boy just because like when they um data mined it, like that's the file name that was in it and it's literally it's it's literally like a suffocated isaac like it's just i feel like each of them is probably like a different version of isaac somehow but Mm -hmm. like not fully like some of them is just straight up just like yeah there's messed up things in this game like not just with some of that stuff but there's a few endings that i've looked up after going through it once that i'm like oh what the hell oh yeah there's Every one where he like hangs game, himself at the end. Yeah. Uh, he gets locked in a box at one point. It's messed Every up. Every ending except the very last one that they just threw in like repentance is sad. Like, yeah. <laughs> every single every single one. Not to veer off gameplay uh, too much, but just because you're bringing it up. And so I'm curious. How big of a role does the story play in this game because i assume it's you know gameplay seems to me to be the star of the show here but like how strong is this narrative is it involved and are these endings significant or is it more like easter eggs to find like I, what's the what's the deal here i will say tj could probably comment on it better than myself uh whether there was a lot of narrative there or not i still feel found myself driven to destroy mom at the end so i think the game did its job with giving me a reason to go after the final boss because i'm like i'm locked in this stupid basement with all this scary stuff i wanna i wanna go after the person that locked me down here 
Yeah. Um, Mom is not the final boss per se. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Apologize. I apologize if it is, but um, that's she's she's a big. It boss. doesn't matter, bro. You have to beat the game multiple times. Yeah. So. Right. Retroactive spoiler alert. Sorry, <laughs> but that's that's like not the ending. There's more to yeah. it after that. Okay. I won't spoil what's after that, but uh, yeah, there there's big reasons to to go after what you're going after which i guess is freedom essentially yeah i mean Hmm. story isn't really a big thing about it like it's basically like the game that you're playing is a story being written by isaac about like what's going on with him like it's a narrative and like oh it's like opens up and it's kind of like a storybook and stuff um but like as you play there's nothing in it where like there's no like little cut scene not really like little cutscenes and stuff. Like you'll finish a level and maybe you'll get like a little bit of like a tiny animation as you progress to the next level. But it's nothing like mind bending. And it's just like you get these different endings and like some of them connect and some of them don't. It's just like, and then like it's just weird because like you don't really know how to unlock all the other ones unless you like really like go for it or just like look it up. Because <laughs> gotcha, like for an gotcha. instance, it's the like. First- 10 times that you beat the game you get a different ending exactly just like hades in a way you gotta go beat hades 10 times this one apparently has 10 endings yeah okay like 10 original endings and then there's like a bunch of other stuff yeah okay cool cool yeah i i think that puts it way better into perspective so but like the fact that oh the audience doesn't realize this um so when he's thrown into this basement full of scary stuff, she takes his clothes away. So he is a naked little boy, and his weapon mm-hmm. is his tears. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, crying yeah, the yeah. entire game, and you're fighting these yep. chaos monsters with the tears of this sad, scared little boy. <laughs> One thing I would say, I really enjoyed playing this game. I had fun doing it. I think I'm a roguelike fan now, but... A knock on this game, not really a knock, it's more of a fault with me and my perspective now after playing Hades, but going back to a game like this is very, very difficult after seeing things like Hades has done with story. Um, It's almost, you know, a downgrade. I'm going back to a game that was made 10 years ago. Of course it is, but um, it... It's tough. It's almost like Hades has started this formula of like roguelike should be this now because of how well they handled that story. So um, it was almost kind of like a letdown, which isn't this game's fault. It's just the fault of my perspective now, having played a great game like Hades going back to this. But that didn't hurt like the gameplay or anything. I still had fun with that. It was just not as much of a story as I would have liked, I guess. I could feel it. Yeah, fair. Um, what other elements of the gameplay, I guess, kind of, because this game is very, very popular. Like, it's it's a lauded game, so part of me is still kind of curious as to, like, what is it that really makes it stand out from, you know, other games of its type. Uh, I've heard good things about, and maybe this wasn't the case for you, but I've heard that, like, for example, enemy design is really interesting. Like, what what is it about the gameplay that uh, is, is special to you? Um... You know, that's really hard to put down because it's just like, I think it's just like the the grotesqueness of all the like enemies and stuff and like mm-hmm. the way you fight them. Like, it's not just like, you don't you're not walking into a dungeon and seeing like a big dragon. Like, yeah, like one of your enemies, like you might walk in there and you're just fighting like a giant disembodied foot or something like that and trying not to get stepped yeah. on it. 
or like a like a tremor worm or something like that. Like it's just like blood flying everywhere it is it's just like something about how like unsettling it kind of is to play kind of like draws you in because at the same time you're like yo this is really messed up like i'm playing with this kid and like i got this power up so now he's like attacking with like bloody like tears and now i'm fighting this like and also it's very well designed in terms of the gameplay like uh, there's just one item. There's like a not a roulette wheel, but a slot machine that gives you different things. When you put coins into it, it's very risk reward heavy. Sometimes you'll open chests that just have bombs in them, or <laughs> oh, like yeah. it, it messes with you too. The game really messes with you, and you're like, "Damn it! I shouldn't have used my key on that chest. Maybe I should have saved it for something else later." But there's no way of knowing that unless you try, right? Yeah. Um, so. I don't know the risk reward aspect of it in learning how different items work and learning uh, different strategies each time you go through the game is always a fun system. We, we dealt with that in Hades as well. So if you're a fan of sort of those types of games, like this absolutely does that very, very well too. Yeah. And that roguelike aspect really plays well into the game itself. Cause you could be like spawn in and like you could expect to see one monster and instead like on the first level you ran into the boss and you're just yeah okay that's cool (laughs) i will say for the people that are afraid that this game is tough because that's what i heard coming into this game as well that it's not for the faint of heart but um it's honestly not as bad as people made it out to be in my opinion i've played games that are a, a tougher challenge i think maybe because this is shorter than i expected to at least the base game um so i wouldn't worry too much about the difficulty here because the more you get used to how the game works the more you'll learn it and the better you'll get at it so it, it's not too bad i don't know if you agree tj but i enjoyed and it and like the thing about rebirth too is they added like a save system so you can like save oh, really i mean it's not like a well, I guess it is kind of like if you die, you can come back to that exact point. But like, yeah, can't you like, save scum? Yeah. What? If you wanted, if you wanted to, the problem what? that could, that that could just, make the game really enjoyable for certain people. Yeah. I I could imagine once you're like sick of going past it at a certain point, having yeah. a checkpoint might be a nice thing. Because again, Doesn't... you gotta remember, like unlocking certain things, it'll be really frustrating if you have to die on the fifth floor holding this particular item, fighting yeah. this boss, and then like. You get like scrubbed by a bat. Doesn't that defeat the purpose of a roguelike, though? It absolutely does. But like, <laughs> there are also modes where I think they might take it away, where they just make things harder too. So that's where like greed mode and greedier come into play. But I think it's just like to get because um, they released it for the Switch, and I think um, once they did that, they kind of added that for like maybe the younger kids, so they don't get too frustrated playing it. Mm-hmm. But like you don't have to say it. Yeah. Okay. I'm always a fan of adding accessibility options and stuff like that. If you don't want to use it, don't. I agree it does kind of defeat the purpose of a roguelike, but like whatever. It's there. If it's if it's not being in your face and like telling you to use that, then who cares? Um But Palazzo, how long did it take you to beat it? Not terribly long. I did it in a couple days. Uh I beat mom in one day, but that's not too tough to do. But um, after that, I yeah, I did it on the second day I played through the game. It's like, like TJ said, I, I guess five hours it could yeah, take you. Could take shorter. Hours. You get to like 
mom in like 15 minutes if you're really good at it. Okay. Um, but no, it, it's not that long. At least the base game that I played is not a long experience. Maybe further expansions extend it, but it's not too long. Yeah, so that mm. doesn't sound bad at all. Uh, how much did you pay for the game? And uh, I guess both of you, because I know Palazzo, you're, you're, you bought the original game so yes. none of the updates and then tj you have like the newer nicer version so like what what's what's running price here right now five dollar for mine not bad um hold on let me see what the price is running now because i already had this i think afterbirth is like 15 dollars, right which is also not bad or rebirth whatever because i remember I, I saw it on uh on steam the other day but it was like some collection it was like 40 bucks but it included a bunch of stuff so probably all of them uh, let me see. Rebirth switch price. Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. Oh, yikes. It is expensive. Really? Uh, what? It's just like, right, currently it's listed at $45 at GameStop. Yeah. You can definitely Whew. pick that up somewhere cheaper. Because it's an, like, this game came out, the one that I played came out in uh, 2017. Repentance just came out, but even that I don't think is that expensive. I feel like on Steam uh, it's much cheaper. I'll let you know. I'm looking at Repentance right now. Yes, my birthday was January 1st, 1968. Uh, yeah, I'm... Okay, so the the Rebirth Complete Bundle, because Rebirth uh, comes with Repentance, uh, but you need to have uh, Rebirth in order to, to use Repentance. Okay. Does that make sense? It's like DLC, basically? Yeah. So the uh, the bundle that you need to get it on Steam right now is thirty two ninety six, but that is on sale. Otherwise, it's fifty bucks. And again, wow. like that's but that's like the original game plus all the DLC. So like yeah. the very original game that Palazzo had, I want to say there's like eleven characters maximum, and then like however many items. And then if you decide that you want to get that bundle and go for Repentance. You get access to all about like 32-ish characters and hundreds and hundreds of items and like all that stuff. You don't need it to have fun with the game, but if you enjoy it, I would just say, especially if it's on sale, that that's definitely a steal. Or you can get it for $5. <laughs> and then if you like it, just purchase the DLC as it comes along. Uh, for the 50 bucks, you're getting the, the base game uh, Rebirth, so the remastered one. Plus Afterbirth, plus Afterbirth Plus. I don't know what that is, but that's there. And then Repentance as well. So what I would yeah, say is, it, it's um, a lot. I would go the Palazzo route. I would buy the game for $5. If you enjoy it, then absolutely you can buy more DLC, um, which will add up. Unless you just want to drop the 50 all together and you'll have all the extra content there. Um, but like, yeah. you don't need it to have fun with the game. This is not a game, I don't think it... We're not on the voting period yet, but I don't think you should spend $50 on it. Yeah, because I remember I saw that, and, like, that was my big hesitancy here, right? Because, like, I've heard good things about the game, but it it's it always sounded to me like it was a lower price game. And so... The thing is, like, it usually is. It's just the fact that, like, again, uh, Rebirth came out 2017, so yeah. this is the first time that they've gotten like Binding of Isaac anything and like four, actually Rebirth came out for the Switch 2017. I don't know when it came out for the PC or if that was at the same time. And then um like Rebirth right now is $15 on PSN. Okay. Uh, 
That's not but, bad. And then, like, if you like it, you can get the DLC on top of it. Yeah. Do we... And I'm, I'm curious, because I know, you know, you each only have experience with, like, your individual games, but... Do we think it's worth it getting these kinds of... Because this is probably what a lot of people, if you're listening to this now, might be what you're asking yourself. Is it worth shelling out the extra cash to get the nicer version? Even if it's not repentance, right? Like, maybe you save repentance for like, oh, I really loved it. I need all of that additional content. But like, Rebirth, which is like... I would recommend starting with Rebirth. Yeah, but I I guess what I mean is like, is it worth shelling out the extra cash to get a rebirth or should you just go with like the original and maybe lose some of those like nicer graphics or you know quality of life improvements or whatever but get it for a cheaper price like I, how do you guys feel about it i think it's worth shelling out the extra bit for the 15 dollar okay. version i wouldn't yeah. go so far as the 50 dollar one uh but having upgrades here and there and getting more characters and more items that expands the game, so I think the extra ten dollars it would be worth it, especially if you are a fan of roguelikes. I, I think it's it's worth it. I would definitely but, say, especially at fifteen dollars, it'll be worth getting rebirth, just because like the graphics are a little nicer. They add more enemies, they add more characters, mm-hmm. you get more items, and that's the one that adds that save feature. So if you're not good at roguelikes, then like that's gonna be your godsend. Also, I think that's the one they added multiplayer to it. Uh, drop in and drop out multiplayer so what happens is while you're playing um another person that's next to you can pick up the controller and play with you they take away like a heart i think but then they can drop in as like a similar character as yours and like kind of like cuphead they can't really pick up anything but they can like fuck shit up cool all right, well then that that to me sounds like it bodes well for the game if if you both kind of think it's worth I know it's not much, but spending a little extra to get the nicer version. Um, yeah. Is there any other stuff you guys want to comment on or and it's also about the game? On, a lot cheaper on PS. On uh, not PS. Uh, Steam. PC. PC. Yeah. There you go. PC masterpiece. Yeah. It made me want to check out this guy's other game, Super Meat Boy. Uh, which I think is a compliment for Binding of Isaac because I like the world he created, the really messed up world. Um, a lot of like his design elements, um, his artwork and stuff. I don't know if it's just one guy. I just keep saying this guy. It could yeah, be a team. Yeah. So I'll just say their, uh, their, their designs and all that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I'll eventually go check that game out. It's completely different. It's a platformer, but um a lot of a lot of these different things that he has adds to this game is very nice. The world yeah. design too. The <laughs> there's one really messed up level after you beat mom. Um, mm-hmm. That that area is really really cool. Yeah, I think it's it's two dudes. It's two dudes. Okay, two dudes. Edmund McMillan and this is Nicholas. But then I see some Florian <gasps> Hemsworth. That's my name. <laughs> yeah, but it's spelled like fancy. Oh, that's N-I-C-A-L-I-S. not my name. C A L I S. No, 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 not money. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a, a developer of some sort. I'm assuming some small studio, maybe. Probably someone had to make. Uh, the also, game. if you want to support him, I see an article where it says the binding. This is from 2019, but it says the binding of Isaac developer halts work with Nicholas over allegations of racism. Oh, so that dude was like, "Nah, we're not about that." So we could definitely support him. <laughs> cool. All, All right. right. <laughs> uh. 
Interesting. Interesting. Also, that we we, we should do a little episode fine. diving into that. Yeah. But uh, anything else about the game, or do we think we're maybe at voting? Uh, also, the graphics are fine. The music's kind of yeah. okay. Is is the music good? I, I yeah. Sorry, I meant to ask you guys about the art and stuff. Like, I know it's known for its art, like being grotesque and and all of that. Uh, are there? It sounds to me like that was a, a plus to it. Was, was there anything that stood out to you art direction wise? Oh, uh, not really. Like it's like it's okay. Like there's not okay. like it's not like super graphically intense or anything like that. But it looks cool. Just the character uh, design is really neat. I like all those little yeah. monsters. So it kind of looks like you're playing a giant Flash game, probably because like I'm pretty sure he started like work on like Newgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like even the like cutscenes that you get from like the endings, they just like look like someone made them in like Adobe Flash. <laughs> okay, but, gotcha, but, like gotcha. old Adobe Flash, not like yeah. new Cartoon Network Adobe Flash. Uh, funny enough, if you look it up, it says the engine is Adobe Flash. Oh, there you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but no, it's cool. Yeah. And then like you hear it's it, charming like, though. I the, like the, it. The sound design itself is interesting because you hear all the like squishes and all that other mm-hmm. like, the crunch yeah yeah but yeah Sweet. Uh, I think that's everything yeah alright so I easy. guess in the case of Binding of Isaac how do we vote I don't <laughs> <laughs> should I, I go I first TJ you could, you could go first okay so if I'm speaking under the impression this is just we're talking about Binding of Isaac in general and not the new one that's coming out. I'm going to say buy it because I had a lot of fun. It was a good time. I enjoyed my time with it. Maybe I'll go back to it, try a different character. I don't know. Um, but if we were just going to be talking about this new $50 version, then I would have had maybe a different opinion. But for the one that I played, I had a really, really great time with it. It was cool. Uh, it was really messed up but i kind of like that about it um unique interesting cool art design um good roguelike again i think i'm a new fan of the genre it's really fun so yeah i i would pick it up i think you guys should buy the binding of isaac nice uh, i also want to point out the new version isn't 50 dollars. it's just like a 15 dollar dlc for if you have yeah, yeah yeah it's it's 50 on steam to get the bundle that for includes get, the base everything. game and everything else. that has like every, if you, well if you didn't have anything at all then even then yeah. i don't know if i would go so far as to say buy the 50 dollar bundle honestly um but these tinier expansions like there's a couple five dollar ones the 15 one that we were talking about that's all fine yeah. but yeah buy yeah, it <laughs> and i agree um i think you should buy it i would definitely recommend picking up rebirth um for a couple more dollars just to have like the extra stuff um and then like if you do want to upgrade and you want to get a little bit more it won't one it won't cost you as much and like two you don't really need it to have fun it doesn't add too much to the experience um it just adds like some difficulty if you want it to be a little harder they add some extra bosses characters and items and stuff so if you already enjoy the game then you can absolutely pick up the dlc and i think you'll have fun but uh, since we're just talking about like the game itself um i think it's a lot of fun it's definitely one of those games where you can. It's definitely one of those games where you can pick it up, you can play for a little bit, you can put it down and not feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Um. And like again, it's built to be uh, beat over and over again. Um. There are a bunch of different endings you can get. There's 23 different endings, different ways that you can unlock characters, 
and all that. And like that's also part of the fun. It's just like figuring out like how do I get this? How do I get this person? How do I use this item? What does this one do? What happens if I use this angel room instead of this devil room, and stuff like that. So I would um I would say that it's a should buy. Sweet. So in the case of Binding of Isaac, you should buy it though. Pew pew pew. Yay. Also, we need to make Isaac happy because he's a sad little boy. Yeah, free him from his basement prison. Yeah. Are you uh do either of you see, think you're gonna keep playing this game? Especially I know TJ you haven't beat it just yet, but like Palazzo, since you've beat it once, like do you see yourself going back to get other endings and stuff? Yeah, I might get a couple more. I don't know if I'll do all ten, but I'll get a couple more endings. Okay. I mean, like again, like I've been playing this for a while. I can always go back and play it again. Yeah. Right now I'm I'm a little caught up in um Monster Hunter still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> but I definitely replay Binding of Isaac. Um, my first experience with that was like in college with my roommate. He had like he was playing it on PC, and he would just go nuts because he would just die in the most awful ways, and he kind of liked to rage out, and it was just funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. It, it sounds like a cute little fun game, especially like if if you get it on sale for a good price, it. It seems like it's yeah. Uh, go pick it up right now. Actually, if you, yeah, if you're yeah. convinced, go get that immediately. Um, but sweet, yeah. I'm I'm glad you guys had a good time with it, and hopefully, this helped anyone at home who is still undecided. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed what we do here, please consider supporting us on Patreon so that Amanda doesn't have to work late hours and uh, not be able to come to these recordings. Yeah, we miss her, guys. <laughs> Amanda is solely providing for all of us. Uh, she goes to work. We we all live in one very small house together, uh, and Amanda puts the bread on the table. Yeah, the dream so. house is crazy. <laughs> um, if you've enjoyed what we do here and our increasingly long tangents at the beginning of episodes, consider checking out our other show. It's called. It's just all tangents. Uh, it's called Dungeons and Drimbus. We play D and D. It's lots of fun. We do ridiculous uh, homebrew adventures. Right now we are playing Hunt for the Florida Man, and we're it's just getting wild. It's, we're getting there. We're we're almost at the end of that season. So if you haven't checked it out yet, now go check it out. It's wonderful. I really think uh, everyone does really really awesome stuff with all of their characters. I love it. But that's enough of that. Uh, thank you to our patrons and Baird and Jerry Benatados for supporting the show. Thank you guys for playing. Thank everyone at home for listening. Uh, and we'll uh, talk at you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.